It's the Guy Stark Talk Show. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode four of the Guy Stark Talk on Spotify. And with me, I have a dear friend, William. All right, William, would you like to introduce the guest to who you are? All right, so my name is uh, William. I study uh, physics, and I am deeply interested in politics, and I'm deeply interested in the decline of the American empire. No, I'm just kidding, just kidding. Somewhat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, <laughs> right, we're gonna get a little. We're gonna get, talk about a little bit of politics. Um, what made you want to choose ma- uh, physics as a major? Well, it's it's kind of a funny story. When when I was growing up, uh, I was interested in kind of like logic, mathematics, and I think that kind of things like that. But I was never very sure on what I wanted to do. And around the time I've reached, I would say maybe eighth grade, I really was kind of seriously considering science as something I wanted to further pursue. And the first thing I wanted to study was microbiology. I don't know why. I guess I found cells very interesting, but uh, I I quickly abandoned that and I thought maybe geography. And then I was like, no, not really. And then when it came to college came around and I had to pick college and I I chose uh, mechanical engineering. Mostly because that's what everyone was told me. Oh, you're so smart. You should do engineering. That's what everyone was telling me. And so I did engineering, which meant that I wasn't too smart because I just did what people told me. <laughs> but uh, eventually, um, it's kind of a long story, so I'll just, I'll, I'll just keep it short here. I kind of got into a couple different situations that forced me to change my major. And those couple times I changed my major, I changed uh, to computer science. And I realized I didn't like computer Get everybody science. Everybody and their mom? <laughs> the most basic yeah. nature you could possibly get <laughs> is computer yeah. science like, yeah, and second I'm everybody graduates high school what's your major computer science <laughs> yeah so after two weeks of that major i realized oh, i don't want to do that i don't want to be living the corporate life of working for someone i'm definitely not going to be a bill gates so i chose physics and i'm happy i did <laughs> all right and now you are a physics major. Um, I remember uh, before the podcast started, we talked about what would you like to talk about on the podcast. And you mentioned uh, you starting a YouTube channel um, where you're going to be uh, airing your political views. Yes? Uh, yeah, I would say it's a lot of politics, but it's not just only going to be politics. And I actually did start this YouTube channel a couple of months back. It's uh, called uh, Guy Cross. Yeah, for anyone who wants Stealing to check my it name. Out. Uh, it, it, I didn't take your name. I, I, I came <laughs> up with it before I even met you. Uh, but, <laughs> you know I'm pulling your uh, leg. I, I know, I know. Uh, but I do have a quick question, uh, uh, Guy. Is there any way I can um, make a little post for people to see? Like um. Right how do you post? Uh, what do you mean? Like kind of like maybe a little something on the side, like writing, so I could write down my YouTube channel so people could check it out. Oh, you can put that on your bio, um, on your profile's bio. All right. Well, I'll do that after the the talk. I don't yeah. Want to, uh, hold it up. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you can write 
on your profile bio like who you are. Some people like write um uh, like their business ventures and everything and on their profile bio so people can um see that. So yeah. By the way, for those of you listening on Spotify, we are currently um recording on an app called Stereo. So if you ever want to check us live, uh just follow me, Guy Stark on Stereo and yeah, you'll find me there. The so starting up a YouTube channel um is difficult for everybody. Like for me, I've tried starting up a YouTube channel for like a, a couple time and I haven't given up on it, but so far I am kind of taking a hiatus from it. But I've had seen what works and what doesn't so far. And in your opinion, what has worked for you in your YouTube uh, beginning journey? So I did start doing YouTube. And what originally, uh, originally got me into YouTube in the first place, maybe the first spark, was just kind of just seeing all the nonsense in the world. And uh, it, it kind of bothered me enough to make sense. Like, man, I got to start telling people about this stuff. Uh, so I, I kind of started up a YouTube channel and it took, you know, the first you know 12-ish hours of getting set up and everything. And then after all that, I, I posted a couple of videos, two, two, three videos. But this was before I started going to college for the fall semester. Eventually, when I started going to college, I realized, oh, this is going to take a lot of time. So I kind of left it for a couple of months. But uh, it's been gnawing at me ever since, and now I, I want to get back, and I'm going to start uploading videos every Friday. So uh, if anyone wants to check out my channel, I, I cover uh, uh, politics. I'm uh, also going to cover philosophy, science, a- any topics open, and uh, my links in my bio, and I expect uploads every Friday. Yeah, it's uh, I believe it's Guy Cross. Um, now... Also, the thing that I've realized, like, I've seen um, a couple of your videos. Um, they're kind of, like, going, like, so I believe one of them was kind of going, like, in detail of, like, um, like history of, like, this is what's happening in the in the causation of this. And this is kind of kept up to the world, where it's something that I was, at the time, completely oblivious about. And I got to learn a lot. So... For anyone who's checking it out, it is, it is. Uh, you get a lot of intel from his channel. Um, you get to gather, a, like, you get to obtain a lot. Um, like, for me, wh- uh, like what I've seen that worked on YouTube, uh, but it I've never really liked liked it. Well, like, if you want to get a bunch of followers, you start um, reacting to what's popular. Like a react, like reaction channels of a channel that are bigger, like that gets viewers in. And I was thinking, like, instead of music videos, like uh, reacting to like something that is um, in the field that you want to talk about, like reacting to, I wouldn't say reacting to the news because I don't really think anyone want to watch someone react to the news, but reacting to like um, to something that's current and like like that's trending and that's. Um, in the field of what you're talking about, like record yourself and then put the, because reaction videos, I feel like they're like the easiest to make, but at the same time, there's, there's such a like reputation that goes with reaction videos, which is why I personally haven't done it. But how do you take it about, um, about that way to like 
quickly gather audience by piggybacking of bigger, bigger um, creators? I would say that it's it's a good way to get people to question the ones that they watch. For example, let's say you're watching uh, some guy who likes to talk about maybe philosophy quite a bit, right? As an example, he's he's, he's one of those uh, uh, YouTubers who make philosophy bite-sized videos. And then there's, there's this one guy who disagrees with him. And he says, you know what? That's bogus. That's not true. But how is he going to get his message out, right? No, best way to do it would be to make a response video. And by doing that, let's say uh, he can get that video at least somewhat popular that enough uh, people who watch this uh, this guy see it, right? Let's say, let's say guy A is the one who's making the videos. Guy B is the guy who made the response video. If you can get enough of uh, Guy A subscribers to go to Guy B's channel to check it out, it actually, I think it's a good thing uh, because it opens people up to different uh, points of view, right? So I I do agree with uh, reaction videos. I I think as long as they have substance, as long as they uh, can get people to uh, consider different points of view, then absolutely, I'm all for it. So, like, YouTube is a form of media, and, like, every media that we've ever consumed, we've seen that we, you know, like, they say we are what we eat. I feel like we are what we consume, kind of. I would say somewhat so, because it's kind of disturbing seeing the, the, uh, I would say, the, the capability of propaganda. And you can, you can do this experiment on yourself. Uh, try to find two ideas that you agree with, but also kind of somewhat uh, conflict with at the same time, right? Like maybe one day you might feel like a liberal, the next day you could feel like a conservative, as, as an example. And those are extreme examples, but try to find two things that you that you uh, agree with, but on some days you disagree with, right? And then start yeah. watching a lot of propaganda for that, for one of those things. You will quickly realize quick that uh, it affects you. It really does. Like, if yeah. you're a conservative, the li- the the liberals are taking our guns, and if you're um, a liberal, the conservatives are, are anti. You can't, you, you can't figure anything out. Conservatives don't do anything bad. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So I think that you are conservative, huh? Uh, not exactly, actually. Um, I would say I'm more supportive of conservatives nowadays in politics, but unfortunately, politics in general is very tribal, and I do not like getting myself involved in tribalism. I like getting myself involved in truth-seeking and actually, you know, figuring out what is true or not, and then, you know, deliberating it and and even debating it if need be, Uh, because uh, politics, unfortunately, has the, the after effect of leaving people dumbfounded in 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 rationality so uh i wouldn't call myself a conservative but i i do support them over the liberals right now yeah like for me i kind of lean like uh, like somewhat in the middle but i am more so towards the like i am more favored towards the conservative um like for example like there like there's a lot of bias on on like on the news, on the medias. And so when, when it comes down to it, like I've been looking for like, uh, um, on bias news network. 
which which has been a I I found one, but it's been a completely um, what you call it. It's it, it's been it, it's been hard for me to find an unbiased news network, and uh, so I found. Because, well, I would say because none of them exist. Well, you would I think that. Oh, go ahead. I go ahead. Think that I want to know why. Here's the problem, though. The, the problem is, is that how do you measure bias? I measure bias by the cap- the capacity of seeing all side at once. Okay, so now I'm going to start talking a little bit more as a physics major. When you measure something, when you take a measurement, you mm-hmm. want to apply a numerical numerical data to your measurement, right? You say that, oh, so that's 10 feet away, right? Oh, that's far away. Far away, what does it mean? Yeah, like- uh, 200 feet, right, as an example. So when, uh, when I ask someone, oh, how do you measure this specific quality? And they say, you oh, want you a numerical just- number. Yeah, I want a number because the okay. reason why because numbers are the only way to actually uh, measure something. But here's measure. the problem. Okay. So while How we I, can't uh, see clear differences, we are able to see clear differences. We are able to see media that is obviously conservative and media that is obviously liberal. All right. If you want to say, oh, that's obviously conservative, that's obviously liberal, you don't need a yardstick for that. But if you yeah. want to get into the finer details as you approach the middle, right, you, you say you get a two media sources. One is just slightly right of center and one is slightly left of center. Number one, mm-hmm. how do you measure the center? And number two, how far are, how can you tell the two apart? So this is- I measure it by reputation. So uh, the way I would say something is unbiased is if I, like, for example, 30% of it leans um, to the right, 30%, 33% leans to the center, and then 30 and the and the and the rest of that 33 goes to uh the left so that's how i kind of measure bias i measure bias by if i can like for example i found like what i currently when i need to go on the news uh to have somewhat of an unbiased outlook of things I go on this site called allsides.com. What they do is they give you three sources of like the three top sources, but you can but you can look for more sources if you want, but they give you the three top ones, one that leans to the left, one that leans to the uh to the center, and one that leans to to the right. And they filter it out. And so when you do read it, you you can read all three articles. And then come out with your own opinion about what happened. So that's kind of what I mean by this is how I consume news as of the past month or so. Is now, like that. that is, go ahead. That is actually a a good way to consume media through different uh, articles and different uh, and different companies that produce media. But well, the problem uh, with uh, your methodology, I don't like, you know, pointing out flaws here, but unfortunately, this is a glaring problem, is how do you determine what is conservative? How do you determine what is left, what is right, and what is centered? And that okay. is not a very, that's not a very easy thing to determine because the thing is, those are qualities. And uh, qualities... Fox News is a conservative platform by reputation. Not so by that, I can agree that it is conservative. For example, conservative in America means uh, protecting gun rights, uh, upholding constitutionalism. And I would also add in there uh, preserving God, if you are a believer in Christianity. 
But conservative in China is actually a very different thing. Uh, the right in China are actually those that actually want reforms uh, to the government, who actually want to like give people rights and things like that, which is kind of bizarre. I mean, over, over the times, over the times, um, the word conservative and liberal changes in definition because it was the conservative party that wanted slavery to be uh, that wanted slavery to be abolished, and the liberal that wanted slavery to be uh, 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 sustained. So it was so it, over the times it kind of switch over, like the values of each kind of switch over. But as for me, I I think that. The way we consume medias has, and, and the way we measure what is conservative, because it, like to you, it's it's is based on perspective. Well, for me, it's based on uh, what we agree on, and unfortunately, agreement is not universal, because not everyone <laughs> agrees on what is on the center. Not everyone agrees on what is exactly on the left or the right. Now, there's some basic general things like gun rights. Everyone pretty much agrees that's on the right. Uh, but unfortunately, it is a right in America, but it is not a, um, a birth given a natural right to bear arms. Would you agree with well, me? It well, is a necessary right. right, not that it's all right. No, I'm saying it, I, it, I'm talking about rights. Like you know how people say, "I I know my rights," like I like yeah. gun rights. Uh, like I I don't think it's a it's a it's a, a a natural birth right. Like the right, like like the second you come out of your womb, unless you are an American citizen, it's not something that that is something that people see as this is my right. As in, this is a God-given right as a person living on Earth to bear arms. But it is a necessary right because there's a necessity to bear arms in America. Well, that's because rights are imaginary. They're, they're made up, right? As, as, uh, so no one as, has rights. You know, you could say that. You can also say that everyone has rights. What is how do you get how how do you as a person can claim something is your right? Oh, by the way, um, could I'm gonna I'm gonna go off topic real quick. Uh, Could you tap on my profile and promote me as admin? I've lost admin. I got you. Uh, Yeah. There we go. Thank you. Okay. Now I know I have to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> um, so when when it comes down to it, what qualifies someone that like this is my right? What made rights right um, before the founding fathers? Like they said that all man has certain unalienable rights as human beings that's their no, god not... so let's not forget that before the founding fathers came up with the idea of rights uh they actually did not come up with the idea of rights rights were have been talked about for uh i would say about two centuries uh before the founding fathers and we're not talking about like the divine right of kings we're talking about rights for people 
because there's this thing called the Enlightenment, which occurred, uh, I, I would say, around the beginning of the 1600s with people like Francis Bacon and Galileo Galilei. And it progressed with uh, thinkers like uh, Rene Descartes, uh, Thomas Hobbes, John Locke, and David Hume. And by the end of the Enlightenment, a lot of philosophy was written about the subject, and the founding fathers were, were from the affluent class. And these people were raised on education, so they knew about uh, John Locke, they knew about Thomas Hobbes, they knew about David Hume, and they knew about Rene Descartes, and so on and so forth. And they used all this discussion to actually create the Constitution and endow people with rights. Now, whether or not rights actually you know, exist is a different matter entirely. I'm not convinced that they're, they're real. Uh, we, we could point it there to authorities that uh, protect them, but I wouldn't say that they're, uh, uh, they're real. Okay, so tomorrow, if all hell breaks loose, wait, someone have a voice memo. Uh, Justice, <laughs> you're very fitting for the... Our... Our constitution is based on ancient Inca or Inca scriptures or something like that. So unalienable rights comes from, you know, the divine. So a lot of a lot of uh, law is magic. It's a lot of like magic words. You know, you hear the word wish, you hear the word believe, um, summon invoke you know magic words like that so um because there's a structure it goes god human right which is creator god creator whatever and then man and then public servant so the reason that judges have to ask you or even police officers have to ask you if you understand them is because they have to know that you stand under them and you see them as the authority figure because only god's above you Mm, that's actually very interesting. I, I'm, I'm not sure what he's talking about when he's talking about Incas, uh, but I think it's an interesting perspective about the the, uh, the hierarchy that he's uh, mentioning there. Um, wait, Justice, I have a question. If you, uh, if you're still listening, um, actually, uh, William, do you mind if I invite Justice up? Uh, uh sure. You... Yeah, we could throw, we could uh, bring it in temporarily. Yeah. Okay, uh, Justice, could you come up if you would like? Uh, you can put a request to join, and we will add you. And this is all the time that we have today. Come back to us when we air the next episode. We will have Justice on the line with us, and he will be able to go more in detail about his belief on a wide variety of topic and we will catch you guys on the next episode just so you know if you want to participate in any of those podcasts of mine I'm on stereo and we do this live podcast so yeah, follow me on stereo at Guy Stark. I'm Guy Stark Talk, and I talk. <laughs> <laughs>